Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome to the weekend. It's Friday, December 9th on Drive Time Lincoln. Thank you so much for joining us on your drive home today. I'm Doug Fitzgerald, filling in for the commander. Been here all week long, which has been really fun and just enjoyable. As a matter of fact, behind the board today, it's been Johnny Cadillac. we got Steve King now. Steve King's operation manager of many of the stations here at Broadcast House. So, Steve, it's fun to work with you. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm telling you what, it's you do it. What most people don't know about Steve when you're operations manager, right? You're in charge of everything. And so he takes care of us. He makes sure everything gets on the air, gets going. And you've done a great job with me and with the show on the weekends that we have with One Shot, One Life. So I appreciate all the work you put in. Well, we appreciate having you here, especially uh, it's one of those things where, like, I'm one of those people. I loved to give out the compliments. And when all the complaints come in, I'm the guy who takes <laughs> You're all the You're the guy too. who so takes like, the shots. Yeah, so I'm, I'm here for everybody. So you don't get as many of the compliments, though, so you need them. So That's why kudos I for that. Everybody else. <laughs> See? Well, the reason why you're here is Johnny Cadillac is ring announcing for the MDWA professional wrestling event that's going on tonight. And so Steve's here taking care of that. Yesterday, we had a great show with Brian Blade. He's a professional wrestler, heavyweight champion, and also the owner and promoter of MWA. And so we had a great show yesterday, but we've had good shows all week long um monday this was this one was really uh it, it was a heart grabber paul yates the executive director of i've got a name uh whose vital mission is to end sex trafficking here in lincoln and nebraska uh was on the show along with captain jake dillsaver from the lincoln police department and we had a great discussion but here's the thing steve that i think um that really hit home to me as i'm learning more about this organization every single month in lincoln at least 200 individual girls and young women are sold for sex many oftentimes several times and that's, right here that's and that's really scary to think about it I've, is. Got, I've got two kids I've got i know i've got and, i do too and, you know when you think about it it's like i've lived in many different places in oregon they have a real problem yep. there even yep. in iowa yep. anything down the mississippi river and then you find out right here in lincoln it hits home here and you really got to think for a second. It's it like, is. you know, watch your kids, you know, find the organizations like that who can help yes. out and put the word out. And they're making a big difference. And in, in, uh, Captain Dillsaver just talked about what's happening on the ground. Here's the cool thing about radio. Uh, he had texted me and said that they did get a tip after the show. Seriously? So that's, you know, that's what makes this worthwhile. That's why I love what we radio. do. Yeah. It's, so, it's, so that was great. Um, Tuesday, we had Acton Academy in, the owner and several of the students and parents, and they just, they're an alternative school system here in town that are making a huge difference in our, uh, areas of youth in Lincoln. Wednesday, Dr. Elena Newman was on. She's candidate for city council district number three. She's got an, an, an amazing story. Armenian, um, fled, genocide with her family they went to moscow and then finally came to lincoln as they immigrated she's got an incredible story but it's driven her to say she wants to get involved with politics what's happened over the last few years and so she's running for city council great story and all of those were great shows if you missed any of them we want to encourage you to check out the podcast drive time lincoln go to klin.com or also use our 1400 uh, klin app as well and you can check all those out yep. so podcasts are on there as well it's great all right so well hey 
we got to save the best for one of the best for last, right? We've got a great show today. Another amazing guest joining us in the studio is Stan Parker. Stan is the executive director and founder of Christian Radio Network, uh, MyBridge, and also MyBridge Radio, uh, which can be heard across the entire state of Nebraska and around the world online. He's also a strong leader for our community. He's been doing leading for several decades here. He wants to continue serving Lincoln as he recently announced his candidacy for mayor. Um, that's going to be, you know, you're going to be on the primary in April of 2023. So, Stan, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln again. Yeah, great Appreciate to be here. I'm feeling a little pressure. Oh, <laughs> you laid out, you know, this great week and each one of the people. I'm like going, okay, now it's my turn. It's the highlight. We're kicking yeah. off the weekend. I've been. Here's the thing about that, though. Um, we were talking beforehand. We have several mutual friends, and for years, Stan, they've been telling me, you've got to meet Stan. Mm. you just got to meet him. And so I'm excited. We've met in passing right. a couple of times, uh, but this is a great opportunity now just to sit down and talk and learn about your life, your personal life, and just where you are today and what you want to do to, to serve our city. Yeah, so. thrilled to be here. Ah, uh, this is great. All right, so what we want to do, you're going to be here for the whole show. Yeah. So for the first half of the show, um, I want you to just learn more about you, have our listeners un- learn your personal story. Then the second half, we'll get into all the politics yeah. and, and the running for the uh, you know, the mayor's office and what's happening right now with your candidacy. So from what I understand, you mentioned earlier, you grew up in the Air Force, yep. and um, that's actually what brought you then to Bellevue. So tell us about your story and, and um, how you grew up and yeah. how that's impacted you to where you are today. Yeah, I grew up in a family of six kids. Kids and uh, dad was in the, the uh, a lifetime military man who was in the Air Force enlisted, and uh, he, you know his enlistment enlistment is what uh, got him out of the situation he was in from the standpoint of he was raised in a uh, small town, small 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 town, South Carolina, under resourced, poor education, and he wanted something different for his family, right? So he, I, I have this concept that at some point I'd love to do something with called, you know, one generation. You can change the trajectory of your family, I believe, in one generation. Wow. I've experienced that, right? My parents, when they grew up, uh, they told me as we got older, they didn't have a toothbrush till they were, till they graduated from high school. Mm. Like that's kind of the background they came from. No, you know, poor education, no real opportunity. I asked my god dad when he was, you know, when I was older, I said, did anyone else get out that you grew up with? And he said, I don't, I don't know of anybody. Right. Really? So the air force is what gave my dad the opportunity to create a different trajectory for his family. And he took it, worked hard, worked part-time jobs. My mom worked in factory jobs at night for a good season of time to give us an opportunity to live in the kind of neighborhoods that would give us a good education and all those, those types of things. And yeah, they were a great example. Both of them ended up going going to college later on in life. My dad got a degree in accounting. My mom got a degree in art, and she ended up buying a uh, a uh, framing shop in Bellevue, Nebraska, nice. and running that for a while. And so they were great, great models and examples for me. So you grew up in Bellevue then. Yeah. Uh, from what age to, and then... I, I, so third grade, yeah. Okay. All the way to grad, so mission, you know, Betts Elementary School, Mission Junior High School, Bellevue East High School. And I know um, sports were a very vital part of your life early on, especially. Yeah, absolutely. Started playing sports when I was in, uh, I think, seventh grade. I uh, began to play football. And that was a time that uh, in my life where, you know, in my brain, that was going to m- make my life. It was going to kind of bring happiness and all the things that I was looking for. So I spent lots of time. I I did. I was in sports all the time, football, wrestling, track, as I got into into high school as well. So yeah, it was a it was a big part of my life. So I see that you were, and you can tell me if I got this right. You're inducted into the Nebraska High School Hall of Fame. Is that right? <laughs> tell us about that. Yeah, that's you know quite an honor. Obviously, yeah, it's 
But uh, yeah, it was a number of years back and had that honor to join other, you know, past recipients. And uh, it was a great evening and a great honor. And yeah, it was a blessing. That's awesome. Yeah. So out of high school, then you go to college, uh, go to university. Yep. Tell yep. us about that experience. Yep. Went to university and, and uh, you know, ended up uh, playing football at, at Nebraska. I got a chance to be a you know two-year starter, three-year um, letter winner. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest honors, honestly, was I was voted captain my senior year nice. uh, because that is something of your peers, right? Right, right. And you never know like how your peers perceive you completely. I was one who kind of knew who I was by that point and didn't just go along with everybody and what was going on in the in that culture uh, over on the football team necessarily all the time. And so I don't know how, you know, but so it's cool to get to recognize through that yes. that uh, they respected who I was and the stance that I was taking and making. And uh, so anyway, uh, I was honored to do that. Graduated with uh, in business uh, administration and uh, it was a great experience college was also the time that uh, i talked about earlier uh, how when i was in started doing sports sports was going to be in my mind the way that i found happiness and all the things that i thought life was going to bring and it was in college that i kind of rethought that i was kind of sitting in my dorm room one day as a freshman in college and just kind of processing like how how am i feeling about you know this strategy that i have mm-hmm. right so uh, and I recognize that, uh, as I was thinking about all the things, you know, I was, uh, you know, blue chip athlete, got a chance to basically pick what college I wanted to go through for to, to, for football, undefeated state, heavyweight state champion through, had the second furthest throw of the nation in the discus. Yeah. Had a new car in the driveway because my parents made a deal with me. If I got a scholarship, they'd buy me a car, right? So I'm thinking about all these things. And as I thought about them, I had this overwhelming sense of emptiness that grew up mm. within me. And, and, I, and I was confused. I remember thinking to myself, haven't I done the things that the world tells me I'm supposed to do to be happy? Aren't I successful? Aren't I popular? Don't I have all these things? And uh, I recognized at that point that I was on this trajectory. It started when I was a little kid, and we can all relate to this, right? You see this toy on Saturday morning, and you think, man, if I just get that, I'm going right. to be happy. And you bug your mom and dad, and they go, look, you got a closet full of toys. Like, go play with one of those things, right? <laughs> And, uh, you know, so we, maybe we talk them into it, they get it for us. We play with it for, for a week or two, and then we put it in the closet and we're looking for the next thing. Right. And so I realized over time that those things changed. They went from tinker toys and talking trucks to grades, to girls, to starting positions on football teams, to scholarships. But the result was always the same that, uh, if I was able to get those things, which many times in my life I was able to, they would bring that short lived satisfaction mm. and then they would wear off. Right. And I was looking for the next thing. And uh, so it was in college that uh, faith became a reality for me, and I recognized that I was created on purpose for a purpose, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what life was was ultimately about, and I wasn't going to find meaning and purpose without connecting with that. And uh, it was also the time that, that, that because of that decision, I also made the decision that I wanted to live a life of impact, pursuing impact, not just pursuing income, pursuing, you know, really making a difference, not mm-hmm. just making a living. That is good. Um, so let's uh, you you got into um, radio then as well, and I I want to talk about that here in just a second. But going back to your experience on the football team, uh, Coach Osborne yeah. uh, was your coach. Um, what did that experience teach you? You, yeah. you talked about being captain and just you know that experience of the peers looking up to you from a leadership standpoint. But give us uh, maybe more in depth of what that taught you. Well, a big part of it is uh, my capacity. Like it, it, I remember walking onto the field the first time as a freshman and seeing some people remember remember these names. 
you know, Dave Remington, mm-hmm. Dean Steinkuhler, you know, Mike Rozier, Irving Fryer, Turner Gill. Like I'm a freshman. I'm like going, <laughs> right. And uh, to get to where, from where I started to where they were to be able to play at that level, I knew it was going to take everything plus, and it did. And uh, those, there's a lot of times that we've, we're not put in positions that demand the most out of us. So we don't realize what we're capable of. Well, Nebraska football demands everything plus. Yeah. So you're able to, to kind of really recognize your capacity and what you can get done. It's uh, 520. We're listening, you're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 am. We're talking with Stan Parker, founder and executive director of MyBridge Radio. He's also a candidate running for mayor of Lincoln. We've got a few minutes left in this segment, Stan. Um, let's talk about... Uh, my bridge how did that all come about uh, because you've built that to be something that's really impacting a lot of people's lives yeah we we got in radio actually uh not necessarily in, on purpose but uh grace grace <laughs> university owned the radio station out in central nebraska really i graduated from grace oh, university yeah. okay yeah so they owned the first station that we ended up uh, facilitating the purchase of and then they had said they wanted to start to get out of radio they were going to sell it and if they if a christian faith-based group didn't buy it, they're gonna sell it to a secular group and that there was no faith voice out in central Nebraska for the most part other than that one and we just thought that was uh that was that shouldn't happen so we ended up facilitating the process and jumping in doing something we'd never done before mm-hmm. like we had very little radio we had no radio experience before uh but, coming uh, into a green yeah you know, totally green I, I all i knew with radio was you know two dials and five buttons right or whatever, however many <laughs> buttons on there so yeah it was incredible it's been an incredible uh run that way so the music. <laughs> hey, we got music. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we're going to take a quick break okay. here. We'll come back and we'll learn more about okay. uh, where you're at with MyBridge and where you've taken that over the last several years. Absolutely. Out of the sound. All right. It's 522. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3-KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3-KLIF. Well, welcome back to the show. I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the Commander this week. It is 525, 34 outside, a little chilly. Yesterday was a little um, crazy with the freezing rain and all that good stuff. But, hey, this weekend's going to be great. We're in the 40s and 50s, so get out there and check it out. Hey, we're talking right now with Stan Parker, founder and executive director of MyBridge Radio, also running for mayor of Lincoln. Before we broke there, Stan, you were talking about MyBridge, how you started the whole process of developing um, you know your radio communications network really where are you at now with that <laughs> Steve didn't want me to be on the air for a moment there. <laughs> see, and, I may be full time, but uh, I sure act like I'm part time. With my bridge, like I've got the controls. Like I can, I can turn right. myself on, but I can't. You know, you can, you, you can try no. to reach over if Leave you want it to, to the so. operations manager to blow. Yeah, it. I can. <laughs> yeah, so we still love you, Steve. We, we love you. <laughs> yes. So yeah, we uh, got into radio somewhat accidentally, just out of need. And uh, honestly, we thought we were just going to facilitate its purchase and then it was going to kind of run because we had a, a gentleman there who's still with us who'd been in radio for 15, 20 years. And, but as we got into it and we saw the impact that it had, right? So in, on lives, mm-hmm. right? So yep. to see, and part of that got played out in, I mean, the, the purchase price for that station was $1.3 million. And like, we'd never, <laughs> never done anything like right. that, that level. I mean, our budget at that point was like $60,000. <laughs> I was like the only full-time employee. And, uh, so, but part of the testimony of that is the testimony to God's grace and provision, mm-hmm. but also the impact of that, of that, of Christian radio in the lives of people. 
does. That's all donated dollars. So right. we had that. Right. So we you're a nonprofit. That, and- yeah. We had to raise the funds for the operating of the station year after year, about 300000 at that point, and, uh, and to pay for the station. And we had to pay it off in four years. Hmm. And that was one of the things that we began to go, okay, there's something here, right, that uh, very, is very impactful to people. And, uh, you know, radio is just a powerful tool. Right? Right. It's 24-7, yep. you know, 52. It's, it penetrates cars and homes and offices and all the things. And, uh, and then you put, you know, the message of hope on there, and uh, it's transformational. How many stations do you have now? Uh, I'm not a numbers guy. I think eight. <laughs> right. I think eight and probably... 12 translators we cover probably 85 percent of the land mass of of nebraska nice. and again as you said as we started the show we are online so we're anywhere in the world by by that way but we saw one of the things that we saw too is it was a great hub for unity that that uh, christian radio is a hub for unity the faith community that if you go to any pocket of faith let's say in lincoln nebraska and ask people if they listen to my bridge not everybody does of course but someone does in right. every every bible study every church you know, Catholic, Baptist, Presbyterian, Charismatic, you name it. And that's when we begin to go, wow, there's this cool effect that can happen through using radio to bring Nebraska together. Right. And that, that became our phrase. Well, you're making a huge difference in people's lives with that. And I know it's, uh, you know, obviously, as you look at purchasing that, right, and developing and growing it over the last, what, 20 plus years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just shows the leadership that you have provided for that to develop. Um, we've got just a couple of minutes left uh, before we take our next break. What was the drive, you know, as we get into talking about politics in the next uh, segment, what was the drive to get you involved for the candidacy for mayor? Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, my uh, my sister-in-law two years ago Naomi and uh, she said I think you should run for mayor and I'm pretty sure I laughed (laughs) and uh, a lot of people do right and then I told a common Christian lie that I would pray about it (laughs) and I didn't so uh, but uh, but over those two years several things happened one of which was uh, I became, you know, convinced of who we are as a, as a country. There's a lot of people who began to question that uh, and, and even just kind of rethink. I think many of us rethought what we thought of our country. And, uh, for me, I came out on the other end with a much deeper appreciation, mm. like, which is interesting because the natural, the narrative that gets allowed to be voiced these days is pretty negative. Right. In our country, my heart went different. And I'm a minority, so it's not supposed to be the way it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for me, I thought, man, this is a great country and we've got something that's worth fighting for. All right. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to have you back in the second half of the show. We'll talk about that. Your website, by the way, for your campaign is standforlincoln.com. Yep. Yep. Lots and of content on there as well. We still have to be really rich. So if you want to really get to know my heart and the way that I think, it's a great place yeah, to go. Yeah. We've, got a, we've had a great conversation so far with Stan, a candidate for mayor of Lincoln. Stick around when we come back in the second half of the show. We're going to talk about issues like taxes, mass mandates, public <laughs> safety streets, and a lot more. Fun stuff. Yeah, the fun stuff. All right. Well, up next, we're going to check in with Fox News and then KLIN News with Mark Vale. You are listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. Rising number. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. 
We want to thank you for joining us on your drive home today. We appreciate that. It's 538, 34 degrees outside in downtown Lincoln. Uh, I'm Doug Fitzgerald filling in for the commander. He's going to be back in the seat on Monday, and I appreciate him uh, trusting me uh, with the show throughout the week. Uh, I tell you what, Sunday is actually going to be pretty decent, high of about 48, just in time for the second annual caroling bus tour. How about that? Nice. Are, you a, are you a caroler, Stan? No. <laughs> <laughs> you should join them. They still yeah, have spots should. on the bus. Yeah. It's, yeah, they're going to do it. It's make their, a joyful noise. That, that's my that's statement. Right. That's my verse. I told we were talking to Johnny yesterday. He's like, well, if they want me to sing, I'll just, it'll be when, when we clear the bus. So, <laughs> uh, But they're, they're doing that on Sunday, um, this Sunday, December 11th. You can check it out and get more information to Hop on the bus, KLN.com. You can join Jack Mitchell, Caleb Henry, and all the other... Well, Johnny will be there as well. We should get Steve on the bus, yeah. too. He can carry a tune Steve, or two. Steve, do you reason sing? why I talk on the radio and not sing, <laughs> trust me, that's my kids. <laughs> all right, get more information at KLN.com. And as you can hear, uh, we're joined today by Stan Parker, Executive Director and Founder of MyBridge Radio. Also candidate for Mayor in Lincoln, throwing in his hat uh, in the ring for... Uh, I think this past October is when you actually announced, yeah. correct? Yeah, I'm not good with details i'll take your, uh, yeah. your word well for that's it. that's what i learned yeah, yeah, so yeah. i'm going i'm going on that if you want to learn more about his personal story and what really got him in, uh really interested in running for mayor check out the first part of the show you can check it out on the podcast drive time lincoln go to kln.com or use our 1400 and KLI, uh, klin app well stan um you're going to spend the rest of the show we're going to talk about now your run and candidacy for mayor yeah Let's uh, let's really dig into this. What experiences do you have? And we talked about a few of them in the first part of the show um, that really make you feel like you're the best candidate for the job. Yeah. So, you, you know, I'm not going to compare myself to other people, but just right. to kind of think about you know, what makes me think that this is a, a role and a job that I can that I can do and, right. and do well for the city of Lincoln. It is, you know, when you look at and there's lots of people I talk to and I go, do you know what the role of the mayor is? And they go, no, <laughs> like not really. Right. So, but if you go to the city charter and you look and say, what is the role of the mayor? It is the, the executive director of the city of Lincoln. Right. right? So it's the executive director of the nonprofit organization called the city of Lincoln. Right. So that's my will. <laughs> that's like, what you that's do. That's what I've done for over 25 years. Right. So I believe that there is a direct connection between what I do and what the, what the position holds for. And even specifically, and again, I don't disparage like uh, business leaders because I think a business leader, the right business leader could kill it as a mayor as well. Uh, but uh, there is some uniqueness uh, in the whole nonprofit world of, you know, for me, like, for example, recognizing that uh, this isn't my business. Right. So I don't own my bridge. Uh, I steward it. So I don't you know. No, the mayor doesn't own Lincoln. They, you know, they steward it. And the funds aren't mine. So as I serve with my bridge, I, those funds aren't mine. Mm -hmm. I, I don't. I don't have the freedom just to spend the money that I want the way that I want to spend it. I'm accountable, highly accountable. So I have this, and I've been in this space for my whole career. So I've got this deep appreciation for other people's money <laughs> and what happens to it and how it gets used in a way that stewards it well for its purpose and. Uh, so, you know, some, you know, when I first put in my candidacy, they're like, well, you've never done politics before. And I go, I don't believe the mayor is primarily a, a political position. Mm. I believe that's primarily a leadership position. It should be, yes. And, uh, and so that's why I said, if you, and I, when I announced, I said, hey, if you want a politician primarily, then I'm not your guy. Right. But if you want a leader, 
I believe that I'm a com- pretty compelling option and pretty compelling choice. Well, during the break, we were talking about, and you were sharing with us, um, different nonprofit organizations. One that we talked about that failed because of lack of uh, really fiscal responsibility, yeah. and one that almost failed because of that as well. You've really thought about this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, ab- absolutely. Where again, I've got this really deep because I, I, you know, I go out and for me, I fundraise, right? right? And I look at people who are giving, whether it's kind of the proverbial widow's mite who gives hundred bucks, but that means like that's a huge thing for them or someone who got blessed with more resources and they put down $50,000, $25,000. And every time I see that, there's this thing in me that says, we're going to steward this thing mm-hmm. extremely well. Like that was someone's hard earned money. That, that thing just bleeds in me very deeply. And so, you know, as a mayor, you know, I'm not fundraising, but there's taxing that's going mm-hmm. on and that, but that's still people's hard earned money that's going towards that. And I just have this deep thing in me that says fiscal responsibility is just, uh, it's huge. For yeah. Me. One of the things I appreciate about your website, standforlincoln.com. Yeah is you have great information on there about learning about the role and responsibility of mayor, yeah. which I have, this is like, I've tried to look at different political, for different political information, and it's hard to find on the web. Right. Basic stuff like, what's your district, and who's in your district, and who's representing you, and what are their responsibilities, all that stuff. Like, you have to go, if you want to find it, you have to yeah. dig to find it. On your website, you've got a three-point uh, page where, number one, is learning about the role and responsibility of mayor, right. and you have everything there. Number yeah. two is the, the discovery of the Lincoln mayor election process, which I didn't really know about until this cycle about how that runs, which is unique. And right. then finally, um, making a plan to vote, a voting guide. Yeah. And again, voting is so critical. Yeah. It's this, uh, obviously April, the kind of the big election we just kind of went through yep. and a lot of energy and focus on that. People can miss the April one if they're not careful. Right. I had people calling me going or text me going, Hey, Joanne. I'm like going, no, no, no. April. <laughs> it's in April. It's in April. Right. And, uh, but here's the deal. The mayor, if anyone in Lincoln feels the importance of voting for the president, right? So the president is to the country, what the governor is to the state, what the mayor is to mm-hmm. the city, right? So if you are in Lincoln, it literally is as important. You may could even make an argument for maybe a little bit more for as far as what your experience will be. Right. The, the role of the mayor is as important, if not more than the role of the the president. So if you're wired and and motivated to vote for the president, then you need to do that for the mayor. And here's the deal. Uh, So the last election, our current mayor won with like 33,000 votes, a little over 33,000 votes. That's not this. And this is nothing against her. Like, it's just what happened. Right. I just go, that's not like this massive show of confidence, vote of confidence from our city. Like, so I would love to see whoever wins that there would be this very strong uh, presence of the community speaking through their vote and making sure that we're getting in the in the office the people the person that the bulk of the city of Lincoln wants to have. Yeah, we need to yeah the, the support and getting people out there to vote. It's a big you know message that uh, the yes. commander um, really pushes and encourages people to get involved with, and and it's so important to get out there. So let's walk just real quickly before we jump into these issues. Um, the, the, it's the mayor. Uh, election is unique right because in april's a primary and then in may you have the the, the general for the mayor yeah, for and it's player. just the top two yeah and nonpartisan. yeah correct? absolutely yep so it's a nonpartisan race so anyone who puts their hat in the ring that's able to get 300 plus signatures and 
fits the requirement is in and everybody's in one shot right so and then the vote happens in the on the primary on the first tuesday of april Mm -hmm. and uh then yeah the top two whoever they are goes on to the final four weeks later so it's quick it's not going to drag out till november it's going to be done two weeks later (laughs) you're in the office so it's uh, a gotta get ready to go yeah absolutely all right let's jump into what's on the hearts and minds of our citizens Uh, let's talk about crime first Uh, where do you stand on crime obviously we've seen a big uptick on uh, different crimes happening throughout the city of lincoln which i never thought we'd see five years ago ten years ago where are you at with that yeah i you know i believe that there's something that happened through the George Floyd, all the the uh, riots and the uh, looting that happened, uh, that I believe uh, it was. So I was, I was thinking on the way here. Even the do you, do you know what the word inertia means? A little test. Here Technically, for you. no. <laughs> so inertia is the energy that keeps building and developing. Well, actually, inertia, inertia is the principle that uh, basically an object in motion stays in motion. Objects right. that sit and still stay sit and right. still until a force acts upon it. Right. So we are at a place of status quo, pretty for the most part, as far as how what was going on crime wise in our country in our city. And then George Floyd happened Mm -hmm. and riots and the amount of lawlessness that went on and that was allowed to go on. The amount of disregard for our our uh, police officers that was shown to the point of even disdain and uh, the letting go and and ignoring of the authority that's there. uh, That I believe that did something to the soul, Mm -hmm. the moral soul of our of our country. Uh, that kind of shifted something, and it shifted us in a in a direction that I don't think is good. I believe that uh, the crazy stuff that we're seeing across our country, and some here even link locally, directly ties back to uh, the trajectory that got set in motion through that happened, right? So to see laws broken without consequence has a consequence, and one of those consequences is laws, more laws being broken. And so I, I think there's some 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 redirect that needs to happen. I don't know all the pieces of that, but right. I, I think first recognizing and not trying to, to to deny that there's something off in terms of how we think about law enforcement and our response to that authority. Uh, and uh, and so I think there's I think there's a lot of work to be done. So mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a very huge um, part of how I, I think the I think for me uh, it's the number one issue to to be addressed. How would you work with the Lincoln Police Department and other organizations you'd be in charge of? Yeah. So, you know, ultimately, and this is what I tell people, so any concern that they have uh, about the city, any aspect of the city is underneath one of 13, I believe, departments that are, that run the city, right? And each one has a leader in it. And those leaders are, you know, presumably competent and experienced and, uh, and have put blood, sweat, and tears for a lot of days and hours and weeks to kind of create the direct trajectory of that of their area. And so, I, again, I believe that the primary role of the mayor is to, to facilitate that, to work with those leaders, not to try to be the expert because they need to make sure that they have the experts in those seats, which is, again, that's part of the thing that's, that I feel like is unique that I bring to the table, that uh, over the last three years, we started another arm of our organization called My Bridge Momentum, where we where we work with leaders. So I'm sitting down at the table every week with multiple leadership teams from numerous different organizations, helping them uh, work through their their strategies, their strategic planning, organizational development, leadership development, 
And to me, that's a major role of the mayor, to work with the leaders in those seats, not to to uh, overly control or overly involve themselves to the way that it stifles that leadership, but to really bring life and lift to those leaders in those seats and to verify that they're the right leaders. So it's, you know, Steve or, um, Collins, Jim Collins in his book, one of his good books, he talks about getting the right people mm-hmm. on, the, on the bus, the wrong people on the, off the bus, and the right people in the right seats. And so I'll, to me, that's one of the... First thing I'm, I'll be looking at, like, do we have the right people on the bus? And then are they in the right seats? It's 550, and you're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499 3KLAM. We're speaking with Stan Parker, founder and executive director of MyBridge Radio, who's running for mayor of Lincoln uh, in the upcoming primary in April. Um, we got just a couple of minutes here that I want to dig into a couple of issues. First of all, you know, flu, virus, yeah. uh, you know, COVID, all that stuff is starting to flare back up again. Right. Um, where do you stand with mask mandates and how everything happened with the pandemic? Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because, you know, we entrust our elected officials with a lot of power, right? And that power is meant to be shared power. That's why we as a free country allow that to happen. It's meant to be accountable. And so I don't think, I feel like from my perspective is that power, instead of it being used to resource and inform, it was used to control. And so for me, I, I think I, I still remember Gnomes out of South Dakota. I've always, I always remember a statement she made. She goes, we trusted our people. And I don't feel like we've trusted our people. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to, to resource, to inform, and then we need to let trust our people to make the best decisions for their, fi- their, their, their bodies, their own bodies, their families, and their businesses. Well, if you want more information to find out about the campaign, you can go to standforlincoln.com. We're going to take a quick break here. We're going to come back. I've got one more question for you, Stan, so if you'll stick around, we'd awesome. appreciate it. It's 551. We're going to take our final break and then wrap things up. You're listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, at 554, currently 34 degrees in Lincoln on Drive Time Lincoln. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Doug Fitzgerald. Um, This is my last day for this week. Filling in for the Commander. He's going to be back in on Monday. We're having a great conversation, so I'm just taking every second (laughs) that I can get Stan to to really talk with you and get your perspective. Stan Parker, the founder and executive director of MyBridge Radio, is also running for mayor of Lincoln in the upcoming primary. Uh, We've been talking Talking about some issues, we talked about um, you know uh, security here in Lincoln. Um, we've talked about leadership. Um, I've got a question for you. Yeah, streets. <laughs> I think that's all I got to say. Right. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at yeah. that. Streets. Yeah. Yeah. So once again, it's 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 interesting how many times that, that goes up. And I, honestly, I'll be honest, like when I first started and uh, some friends were saying, you need to talk about potholes. I go, I'm not going to talk about potholes. I don't want to talk about potholes. They're like, you need to talk about potholes. And like everywhere I go, people ask about That's potholes and streets. So I go, okay, it's a deal. Well, the funny so, thing is, Steve, you know, Steve and I were talking yesterday actually about this. And I, you know, the reason why, number one, we know, but the infrastructure in Lincoln has been designed yeah. like a small town. Yeah. And then we're trying to expand. Right. And, infrastructure needs to be developed as well yeah and streets are part of that right so one of the things again that i go i I just in my brain i go where's there seems to be something in the area of transparency right because on the one hand it's like it's a lot of people's question so why do we have a community 
so much of the community that is living and has lived for quite a while with that question not being answered. Right. I don't. I mean, I don't. I'm not. I don't. I don't know. I, it's <laughs> like to me. There's. Is there a transparency thing there that's not happening? Because a lot of people. Because either either we fix the problem or we can communicate why the problem's not being fixed in a way that people understand. And so I don't know what those are. I'm not in those circles. I'm not right. in that on that table yet, you know, and people of Lincoln and God decide that I will be. I will be in several months. But uh, if I was mayor, I'd, I would push into that area, right? So there's someone. I, I remember when I was when I was playing football, Doug, and uh, our, our kicker was struggling. And, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we had practice, and he missed again, right? He'd been missing in games. He missed – in practice, and uh, one of the coaches, the, the I won't name any names, but the, <laughs> the uh, special teams coach at the time, <laughs> he says, kick the ball through the upright. Just need to kick the ball through the upside, upright. And I thought to myself, like, oh, like, That's- <laughs> didn't know that. Didn't know I needed to kick. Like, obviously, you kick. So something else is going off wrong versus, so fix the potholes. <laughs> like, we got to fix the potholes. So, What's going on with the potholes, right? So I would have that conversation with the person in that seat and say, what's going on with the potholes, right? right? And what's going on with the streets? And a, first, a, th- a question that keeps coming up is, will tax, would pay all this will tax, but our streets aren't getting any better, from perception at least. And so again, transparency, like I don't know why that is or why people keep having that question, but it's a pretty dominant question that I'm getting hit with out there yep. that uh, I think we need to be able to answer. Well, yes, we do. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm in a bounce house driving around in my truck, yes. you know, and uh, and just keep asking the same question, and it comes up quite often. So what's your greatest need right now with your campaign? You know, again, my grass, my, I have a very grassroots campaign, so I need uh, lots of people to uh, at least take a look and consider whether I'm a candidate that they would be excited about uh, being a part of helping. And I uh, need them to go to my webpage, and uh, there's a way that I have a statement on there, Stand with Stan, and uh, it'll walk you through learning more about me as well as how you can be a part of it. And the website? It's stand for, stand, S-T-A-N, for Lincoln.com. Yeah. Well, Stan, this has been a great conversation. Thank you for coming in and just expanding on your story and where yeah. you stand with a Thanks lot of issues. Absolutely. Loved it's it. been really, really good. Stan Parker, running for mayor. Um, you can check out the website, standforlincoln.com, and kind of see where his platform is, what he's really focused on, and how he would help uh, the citizens of Lincoln get to where they want to go. Uh, thank you again for tuning in for Drive Time Lincoln today. We appreciate that. If you want to catch the recording of today's show or past shows, all you have to do is simply head over to our website at KLIN.com and use the KLIN app and look for Drive Time Lincoln on the podcast. And there you can listen to all of our past shows. And we appreciate you uh, being here. Hey, coming up tomorrow on the One Shot One Life show, small business expert and radio host Pat Miller. We're excited. He launched his show a couple weeks ago here on KLIN. It's going to be going nationwide as well. So uh, he's going to have um, some tips for small business owners and entrepreneurs too. All right. Again, thank you so much to uh, Stan Parker for coming in. Sports Nightly's up next. You have been listening to Drive Time Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. Have a great week.